Hello, everybody. You have some awesome seniors. You guys are my friends as well. If you don't have any other friends, you have five now. Um, hi, everybody. I'm Jordan. Um, tonight, we're, it's going to just be fun. Don't worry. We're going to get out on time. Okay? So enjoy. And tonight, I'm just going to talk to you a little bit just about uh, just a journey How about that I've had over the past um, few years. Um, and it kind of started in the fifth grade. Do you guys remember the magical land of the fifth grade? Oh, yes. Look at that collective sigh. You're just like, yes, smiles. The last time you smiled in school was in fifth grade when you're just like, here is a snack from your teacher. You had homework once a week. Do you even remember what that felt like when you could run outside with recess? Most of you are like, that happened? Send me back, please. And then you guys are just like, well, not anymore. Well, this, this is kind of where the story starts off, and um, it's, it's my story. And so at the end of the summer of my fifth grade year, you know, you realize that school starts the next morning. Remember that feeling? You, you stay up really late, like 9.30, and then you wake up really late, like 7 o'clock, and you're just like, yeah, I'm sleeping in. And then that next morning was school. And so my parents, they got me up at the crack of dawn. It was like 5.30, and I was like, oh, what is this? And I, like, roll out of bed, and they're like, go take a shower. I'm like, I haven't taken a shower all summer. Okay. So I, like, roll into the shower, like, turn on the water, and I just, like, stand there. I fell asleep, and I was just like, oh. I woke up because somebody was knocking on the door. They're like, please, are you okay? I was like, yes, I'm okay. I'm taking a shower. And they're like, get out. And I was like, okay. So they come out, and they're like, all right, this is your first day of school. You have to look nice. So I was like, all right, I can do that. They put on, they put on this nice T-shirt, and they're like, tuck in your shirt. I was like, what? Okay. So I'm just like, <laughs> like, I've, like I've ever tucked in my shirt ever. So I'm like this. I'm like, okay, here we go. So I have all my stuff. And then I was in the uh, orchestra. I played the violin. So I had an um, instrument case that was the size of me. And my backpack was just as big as me too. You could probably fit another sixth grader in there. And so I was just like, this is awesome. I'm like half the size and just as skinny. So I was like, all right, let's go. So we get in, the, uh, we're walking up the street, and it's like, the sun is just now rising. That's how early I was up. So I'm like watching the sun appear over the horizon. I'm just like, this is going to be a great year. And then I'm like walking halfway up the street, and then up the street, I see this like bright yellow bus. And I go, huh, I wonder if that was my bus. And then I go, what time? Is oh, it's 7 o'clock. I'm trying to do my voice back then. It's changed a little. Um, <laughs> biology. Anyway, um, so we're walking up the street, and then I'm just like, oh, my gosh, that's my bus. And so I was like, that's my bus. And I start yelling, that's my bus. And there's no one else up. So I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And I start, like, running, and I can't carry my instrument or my backpack. So I'm just like, hey, wait. Ah! 
and I feel like I'm running so fast, but this is like the speed I'm running. So I'm just like, let's go! Oh my gosh! And I get to the stop of the street, and like the bus is like pulling off, and I swear this was a scene from the movie, but it's true. Like I'm looking off like, like I reach out my hand to just like, maybe I could stop the bus or something. And this girl, I'll always remember her, looks back through the back window and just like, hmm. So I'm drenched in sweat with this instrument, and I go, what is, uh? so I'm just like, wait, uh. I'm just like, I can't go back to my parents, like, they woke me up like two hours before, I can't just go back, so I chase after this bus for a block and a half, this girl makes eye contact with me the whole time, and she just watches me. Doesn't offer to stop the bus or anything. So I just run, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Ugh. And I get on the bus, and the bus driver's like, what happened to you? It's like, I chased the bus for three blocks. He's like, I don't care. Sit down. And I was like, oh, man, welcome to middle school. And so that day was off to a great start. But it got better once we got to lunchtime because this kind of cool tradition carried on where we get to trade snacks during lunch. Do you guys still do that? Is that a thing? Is that health code violation? Yes, come on. Like where the king of the arena was the zebra cakes. If you had a zebra cake or a honey bun, you could trade for whatever you wanted. And that was just like the best. Oh, man, you could get a whole other kid's lunch for a zebra cake. That kid was really unhealthy and probably has some diseases now. But he ate a lot of zebra cakes, which is really yummy. And so while we were there, I, I began to realize at lunch times that my friends always sat in the same spots, you know? We're just like, there's the trash can, a table, here's our table, and then like five more other tables, and then the wall. And where we were sitting, we were right before the trash can. But on that end table over there was all those popular kids. Oh, man. You know those kids that are just like, whoa, you have the spiked up hair, and it's dyed. Your parents let you dye your hair? Oh, man, that's so cool. And so they, they would always sit in the same spot. And I was always like, man, what do I have to do to get at that table? Oh, my gosh, that would be so cool. And so I always thought, like, if I could just move up to the next table and then get to that final spot, I could finally feel cool. I could be accepted by these people. I was just like, that would be so awesome. But instead, we were the second to lowest tier of people where, like, there, there was the table with right next to the trash, and then there was my table, the geek and nerd table that played video games. I was like, that's my table. And so one day I tried to go over there, and let's just say it didn't go over very well. Uh, we won't go into details, but and it ended up with just like me eating my food alone at like the end of the table while all the other popular kids like scoot it over. They fit like 60 kids on one half of the table while I was eating by myself. I was like, man, if only I could just be accepted, you know? And, and so over the next few years, I, I, I began to watch what they did and, and think about, man, what are they doing where they're so popular, where they're so cool, everybody likes them. And so, and so what I realized was that anytime they were around other people, they would just make fun of them. They'd get the people, the other popular kids, just to laugh at those kids. Any difference, if it was like a, a t-shirt, uh, maybe they didn't have spiked up hair, maybe they weren't as talented at soccer, they were just like, man, you guys aren't that good. You're an idiot. <laughs> and they'd all high-five each other. And I was like, man, that's what it's like to be cool. To be in on that crowd, to be accepted. I was like, that's what I want to be. And so I realized that there was something within me that just wanted to be accepted, you know? 
accepted for who I was, all the jokes I had, my instrument, all the cool things I thought were cool. I just wanted them to like me and accept me. But I realize I'm not the only one who's ever really felt like this. See, deep down within each one of us is this desire just to be accepted. To know that somebody else approves of what you like. You, you like this movie, somebody else likes it, you're like, yeah, that's awesome. You tell a joke and somebody else laughs, you're like, that's what I want to be like. And so, uh, skip a year and a half and we're at eighth grade, we're at the top of the chain. And I started dressing like these popular kids. I was like, maybe that'll make me popular. Maybe I'll just be accepted like that. And, and I remember I tr started trying to make fun of those other kids. Like the bullying I hated is what I became. And so I began to pick on kids that sat at the table lower than me. Just because I was like, man, I'll get there. I'll be accepted. And, and I realized that within this, with this desire, I just, I just wanted somebody else to know, to feel what I was feeling. So what began as a simple little thing of just judging people to be accepted became the sin where I just began to hate people for no reason. I began to hate it. And, and, and this is kind of how sin works, all right? I'm going to use um, kind of an illustration. So let, let's say you are the king or queen of this land, right? You can wear a nice robe. You have a nice little tiara or crown, whatever you want. So, yeah, tiara, crown, right? And so you have this nice land, and you have this big old wall around you, and you stand there. And every time you think about something inappropriate or you judge somebody or you do something you know you're not supposed to do, you pull out your chisel and your hammer and you hit this wall. You're just like, oh, that's nothing. And then the next time you hit the wall again, bink, 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 you're like, oh, that's no big deal. It's just a few times. And so every time you keep doing this, you just keep hitting this wall and keep hitting this wall. And before you know it, you realize that the wall's not even there anymore. You've broken it. And then when something awful comes running your way, you cry out, God, why? Why me? What have I done to deserve this? And then you stand there with the chisel in your hand saying, dink, dink, and asking God, why does this happen? And so that's where I found myself transitioning into high school because I wanted approval so badly that I would do whatever it took. I began to swear and tell inappropriate jokes, and uh, um, I eventually was just like, I don't even like people at all. So I would go to church on the weekends and on Wednesdays just, just to not make my parents upset or realize that I didn't really enjoy it in any of this. So I would go to church and stuff on, but I secretly hate people. And it came to a point where I didn't even want to be around people like at all. I became a recluse and wanted to just play video games all the time. And that led to other stuff, just being alone and getting on my computer. And I eventually became addicted to pornography because I was just wanting to feel something. I wanted to be accepted by anybody. I wanted to feel something. I wanted to be that popular kid. And so there I was, my wall broken down, sinful, and a wreck. I started high school. This was my chance, you know. Something new and fresh, exciting. I could be whoever I wanted to be. No longer was I the kid that sat at the second table to the trash can. I could be Jordan. Yeah. Out of all the names I could have picked, you know, something cool, but Jordan. So I was like, I could be Jordan. And so I got into high school, and I was like, 
this is my chance to be popular. I'll just do what all the popular kids did. So I, I got in, um, continued to play soccer, but then I would just make fun of kids all the time. And I realized people would laugh at me, like laugh with me. I was like, they like me. I feel approved by them. And so I would just continue to do this. And then I, I began to realize these people didn't really like me. They just wanted me to make fun of these other kids. They just wanted, wanted me to say the inappropriate things. And that's all I was to them. See, I was so desperate to de end this desire to be approved that I would just do whatever it took. Uh, I remember getting um, through the first year of high school being like, man, I'm so popular. This is so awesome. I'm just like the best around. Ain't no one ever going to bring me down. That was a little reference for some of you. Anyway, and so I was going through all these motions, and then I would eventually just end up just not going to church at all because I was like, what's the point, you know? I don't like people. They don't like me. I don't care about them. They don't approve of me. I don't really want to be there. And so I would go every now and then on Sundays. I would sit on a couch and not talk to anybody, and then I realized something. Christianity is really easy to fake. You can show up to a church, sit there, how's it going? Good. And then walk away. It's so easy to fake. But then through this time, I also realized that it's really easy to spot a fake, too. By how I was living, what I was doing and saying, when people would see me anywhere else, they know I wasn't a Christian. Even the people at the church, they, they knew I wasn't a Christian. Yet, I still kept going. And I was just like, well, whatever. And during this midst, I just began to feel empty. And there was nothing on the inside of me. I was like, oh, man. Ugh. I'm tired of this feeling. And so one night, I'm very thankful for my family who was praying for me at this time. Um, and so with their prayers, I... It was a Wednesday night. It was a Wednesday night, and I just got done with my Halo match. I'm going to say I went really positive. It was awesome. And so I was like, I'm in a great mood. Um, and so my parents and or my, and my, my sister walks in and was just like, hey, you want to go to youth group with me? It was like the first Wednesday night I would have ever gone to, and she was just, she was just like, I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And I was like, get out of my room. I don't know why you're in my room. And so I shut the door. I don't know why I was mad at her for being in my room, but I was. And so I was just like, well, we're done with Halo, so let's go. So I put on a shirt. <laughs> I don't know why that's necessary for the story, but it, here you go. And so I walked out to the car, and I just remember sitting there like, man, why am I in this car? Why am I going to this place? This is annoying. I just want to be playing Halo. Please, I could be doing anything else. Please just hurry up. So we walked in. People are talking, high-fiving, telling jokes, and I'm just like, this is dumb. I'm really upset right now. And so I walked in, and I just sat in the back, and I was just like, all right, let's get this over with. And so they went through worship. I stood up. <laughs> I think I was singing, like, Katy Perry or something in my head. I was just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, not a Katy Perry song. I don't know what song that is. But anyway, <laughs> like a paper. Uh, anyway, okay, not important to the story. But 
We're standing, I was standing there in the back, and I sat down, and the person, the, the youth pastor at the time, began to give this message, and I just, like, stared forward. You know those kids in class, like, you think are paying attention, and then you look at them, and they're like this, staring at the wall? You're just like, oh, okay. Like, you know how weird that is for teachers? If you have, like, a whole row of kids, just like, huh, oh, yeah, I got you, uh-huh. And then they're like, nothing is, um, that wasn't the teacher hitting them. That was the information. <laughs> the kids, the teachers don't do that, all right? And so I was just there. I know I was just like staring at the wall, like, because I was one of those kids. Yeah, anyway, another confession. And so I just stared at the wall. And then I began to think, I was like, why is any of this important? Why am I even here? Like, like I could be doing anything else. And, and, and then the preacher at the time, he, he said something, and it just, for some reason, I, it just caught my attention. Nothing else in the, in the world at that moment mattered. And he said, I know some of you aren't right with God. I, I know some of you have been seeking the approval of man, and that's not okay. At that time, I just locked eyes with him. I just looked right into his eyes and I said, nothing. I go, this can't be. What the heck is happening right now? Because I had grown up in church. I knew the Sunday school answers. I realized all of these things. And I could tell you all where the stories are in the Bible and give you all the Sunday school answers. I knew God didn't want me to do certain things. And I know that... um, If I did bad things, uh, God wouldn't be happy, and neither would um, my parents or the people around me. But at that moment, something clicked for me. It was as if the preacher just said, God is inviting you down here. And so he he said, if you want to get right with God, now's your chance. And this voice in the back of my head said, don't you dare get up. Just sit in your seat. If you go up there, they're going to know you're broken. They're going to know you're not all put together. They're going to know something's not right with you. Just sit in your seat and let this moment go by. So I sat there. With the pressure of realizing that everyone would be looking at me, everybody would be thinking that I wasn't this cool kid, I began to just sit there. And I began to become overwhelmed, and then I started thinking, I don't feel anything what, what if this is my chance to begin to something new, to be somebody new? So I had this inner conflict, just one voice yelling at the other. And then out of nowhere, I just stood up. I just stood up. The voice still yelling at me, sit down. You don't need this. This isn't for you. And I took a step. The voice just yelling louder. Just every step And I made my way right down the middle. And I could feel it. Just everybody was watching me. I was like, what are they thinking? What are, do they think I'm cool? Do they like me? Would they laugh with me still? And I walked to the front and I just collapsed on my knees. And at that moment, the voice just stopped. And it was just silent. And I said, God, I know I'm not right with you. I want to feel something, God. If you're there, please help me. I know I've messed up, and I said, please, 
Just speak to me. I want to I know what it's like to be loved by you, to be approved by you. And I just said, please help me. And I just sat there for a second. And the next thing I know is this voice saying, I'm right here. I've been here the whole time. You can't live for man anymore. I am all you need. And I, I felt peace. For the first time in my life since I started this journey, I felt peace. And I began to bawl. And the first thing I thought is, is I don't care if they see me cry anymore. I felt like I, I was in the right place at the right time and that God was there. But then I began to think and God just showed me how he was there the entire time. Every time I told him an appropriate joke, he was there. Every, every time that I thought I was alone in my room, he was there calling out to me saying, please, don't turn to sin for approval. Don't turn to man for approval. Turn to me. And that voice that I kept ignoring for this other louder voice of man was, was at that point just silenced. And I just began to cry and say, God, thank you. And I just began to say, thank you, Jesus. I want to live for you. And after I cried for who knows how long, I stood up and I walked right back to my seat. And at that moment, I began to see colors. I began to feel joy. I was in a room full of people and I just felt at peace. I realized that I found my life at the foot of the cross that Jesus had given for me. And since then, I, I, I can look back and remember the times before and the times after. And every moment afterwards has been one of joy and of peace. No longer did I need somebody to say, hey, you're hilarious. Oh, that was really funny what you said to that guy. I had Jesus. I had the approval of God Almighty, the creator of everything, said, I approve of you. I love you. That has stayed with me, will stay with me forever, because that's my story. I'm not the only one with the story or, or anything like that. You all have stories like this. Because in each one of us has the desire to be accepted. But where we find our acceptance is important. Whether you turn to man, your talents, your clothing, or God, is up to you. God has been standing here the whole time, and I can say that because I've walked through it. And he says, give it all up. Tear down what you think people are saying of you. And just turn to me. This is all you need in life. As hard as it may seem, that's what it is. It's just the approval of God to say he loves you. All your funny jokes, all the movies you think are awesome, all, all the clothes you wear, he says, no, 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 I approve of you. You, who you are. And that's where we find our life. That's where we find our joy and our peace. And, and I bring this up because 
I, I know that some people are transitioning into an awesome time, and it's coming into summer, and it's really easy for us to just be like, deuces, peace out, uh, I'm going to do what I want, because it's summer. And sure, you can-ish, kind of. Still go to bed at 9.30, because that would be nice. But this is a night where I know it's coming to a close, and we're going to do a very simple response, okay? For me, if that night would have never happened, I don't know where I'd be today. Probably wouldn't be talking with you here. Probably wouldn't be friends with some of you. Probably would have never met most of you, okay? But tonight, God is wanting to just speak to you. If you just say, hey, here I am. I want your approval. And so what we're going to do is just spend the next few minutes just asking God. Show me what it's like to be approved by you. Show me what it's like to feel your peace and your love. And just say, I don't want to live for man anymore. I want to live for God. And so what we're going to do is I'm going to just kind of lead it, and it's going to be like this. We're just going to stand up. Feel free to come up here. Feel free just to stand in your seats. And we're just going to pray. And what that basically means is just you're going to talk to God. You're just going to ask him, God, whose approval am I seeking? Is it yours or is it something else? And if you sincerely mean that, he's going to show you really who you're living for right now. Because I, I want some of you to walk away from this knowing that you are loved and you are accepted and that you can finally f start life and feel the joy and wonder that it really is. So if you guys would just stand with me. This is a time between you and God. No one else has to get in your way. If you want to find somebody to pray with, that's okay. Well, I'll tell you when to do that. So if you just bow your heads with me. And if you want to move, go ahead. If you want to come forward, go ahead. And let's just pray. Begin to talk to God. Jesus, Jesus, we love you, Jesus. We come humbly tonight, God, asking you to just speak to us. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would just begin to touch hearts, prompt the people in this room to feel what you feel for them, God. I pray that this moment would just be a moment where they can find peace in you. I pray that what you did for us on the cross would become real. I pray that we would feel what you feel for us. I pray that we would see through your eyes our lives, God. That we'd see that we are approved by you, that you love us. No matter what people have said about us, no matter what we have felt, no matter the emptiness that we have felt inside, God, we ask that you would speak to our hearts. God, we ask that you would help us to be authentic with you, to be real with you. And then we ask that you would just break some of the masks that are in this room, God. The hardened hearts that have turned from you. The secret sins that have been keeping us from knowing you. God, speak to us. 
Holy Spirit, I ask that you would just begin to break these hearts, Lord. Soften these hearts to what you have for them. We ask as they transition, Lord, I pray that you would give them favor and love and joy to see other people the same way they feel, Lord. I pray that we, we wouldn't judge other people because of something we don't like, some difference that we have. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would just give us a night where we can fall in love with you, to be real with you, God. We love you, Jesus. We love you. Speak to our hearts, God. We were wrong, and we ask that you would forgive us. And we pray that you would just be with us tonight, Lord. Just speak to us. Just speak to us.